0: All right, everyone, we are live. Welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday update. Every Friday, I, I divvy this up into two sections. One is I look into the uh, current headlines, anything that might affect the Bay Area market, good or bad. And then I also at the end show you the market data to see actually how many are going pending every week, how many new listings are hitting the market, and how our prices reacting. I'll also give you my insights and my input as to uh, what is the current landscape of properties since I make offers every single week in most counties across the Bay Area. So I know exactly what prices are going for and which areas are much more competitive than others. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out at any time, send me a note, leave a comment below. I'll, I answer it on all platforms. So happy to help. And maybe before we begin, If you are renting or if you are looking for a bigger home to do a possible trade-up, reach out. Love to help you go through different options and see what is best for you. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So first things first. We'll talk about the coronavirus levels. I mean, this is the fundamental thing that uh, gets people concerned. Now, as you probably have seen over the last several months, even as coronavirus has been picking up in different parts around the country, uh, it hasn't actually impacted very much of the Bay Area real estate market. Uh, You'll see through the data that I show every Friday. You can see it for yourself. But the projections have actually been scaled down, at least for the Bay Area. You know, while California has had a a high amount of cases and other areas as well, like Texas, Florida, Arizona, these places, but the Bay Area has been pretty locked down relative. A lot of them have been mostly coming from Southern California where people have been been on the beach. A lot of indoor bars were open. I saw a lot lot of clear violations uh, at that time. So it's good to see that the projections, at least here in the Bay Area, are at some pretty stable levels. I have a lot of friends that work at the hospitals. It's pretty empty relative to, uh, you know, different parts of the country. I know, like Texas, has certainly been um, in, in a very difficult situation, but here in the Bay Area, it's been relatively controlled, uh, which is good. And a lot of things have been opened up. Like I personally went to go do some uh, outdoor dining in Santana Row recently. That was amazing. I actually personally hope that they continue to uh, leave it like that moving forward because it's really nice, especially right now in the summertime. You have plenty of space. It's not that crowded. Um, the food is still good. You get to enjoy uh, in a very shaded area. Just really, really good. And I'll, I see a lot of other areas that are similar. So in uh, in Castro Street, in Mountain View, similar. Um, I believe in a Murphy Avenue, downtown uh, Sunnyvale is also like that. So I personally like it a lot. So I actually hope they actually keep it moving forward, um, even as things get better. It's a really cool setup, and it's it's really fun to enjoy. So this is the current levels of the Bay Area. Projections have been actually being lowered since it was previously forecasted, which is a good sign. Now, mortgage rates for many people. I mean, we just keep it just keeps falling, and you'll see what kind of impact that has from a. Uh, real estate perspective, but mortgage rates continue to fall to all-time lows, 30-year fixed rates these days, 3.03%. I've seen many clients, they can get a 30-year fixed rate for under 3% these days. I've also seen um, uh, arm rates, so adjustable rate mortgages at under 2.75% for 71 arm. Just incredible figures, and it's really making a lot of people question uh, why they should even be renting. Or should they be buying a bigger home given how low rates are? If you factor in inflation, you're basically getting very close to that level. You're basically borrowing at nothing, which is just incredible times of where we're at when it comes to from a loan perspective. Uh, So you'll be able to see what what kind of impact it has for some of the real estate prices. So just pretty incredible things. All lenders are just swamped right now whether it's a combination of refinances, but also a combination of purchases. Uh, just been a, in, an incredible time, as you can see. Now, forbearance rate declined after June's economic improvements, but will it hold? Uh, so as I brought up previous weeks, um, you know it was going to be interesting to see how this moves forward starting in July. And now we have the first week in the books. And as you can see, there has been a, a pretty significant decline uh, over the previous uh, amount. I would have thought it would have been a little bit higher, honestly, because even if those wanted to use the forbearance process as an insurance, um, they couldn't even pay it off or get back out of it if they wanted to earlier. So it it was a little bit surprising that it didn't drop further. So it'll be interesting to see and monitor this. Now, it's also very important to understand where are more of these forbearance problems happening. There are different markets that are being significantly more impacted. Especially those that have a lot more tourists in place. So, for example, Vegas. Um, I've seen the stats there. There's certainly a lot more challenges there. Hawaii has certainly been greatly impacted since it's very heavy on the tourists uh, on tourism. So, any areas like that is, is having some difficulties. Bay area wise, you guys see it for yourself. There is no foreclosures. Just there's you know people may have forbearance, but there certainly isn't any distress especially given how much equity is in place for many of these homes here. So while the overall rate from a country perspective is one thing, you definitely want to look at the local market of where you're buying, whether it's in the Bay Area or in Arizona, so on and so forth. So just be aware of that. All right. Next point, low mortgage rates drive purchase applications 5% higher. So, if you saw from the previous weeks, there was a two. There was over the last two weeks, there's a decline in purchase applications. It was a pretty modest decline, um, as in it was like one percent. And as you can see, it did pick back up, pick back up by about five percent versus the week prior. So we have um, gone up significantly uh, since then. So it just kind of rebounds, and I suspect it's going to be either hovering at this level. It may see some continue some steady increases as people start really understanding. Hey look, why am I renting? I can just buy a place or maybe my work from home uh, policies at my company have been extended. Now I should really decide to buy a place instead of, you know, renting at a close at a place close by. So I suspect that this will be either modest or continue to continue to increase, especially as we have a record low interest rates. All right. So the other aspect is certainly rent. So, so, rent across the board has had a decline, especially in areas that are more expensive. So, this is actually just a stat from all over the country. So, it makes sense. You know, people have lost their jobs. So, they may decide to move into their family with their families, save money on rent. Uh, people may move to lower cost areas. So that certainly has an impact. But also with how low interest rates are, people decided to just buy a place instead. they They can do the math themselves and realize even though rent is cheaper, there's still no point paying for rent when you can literally own a house and have the benefits of owning a house. But something to see across the board. And this is not just happening in more dense areas like San Francisco, but it's happening across the board. However, there is an impact of the Bay Area. And generally what you're seeing is Uh, Bay Area Reds have dropped significantly, usually at the areas that are the most expensive. So if you look at these price ranges, you look at Cupertino, Mountain View, San Francisco, they've actually dropped more than San Francisco, about 15%. Keep in mind, though, it is also important that these are one-bedroom apartments. So these are pretty small units. It's typically an individual living in it themselves, um, or it may be a couple. So they're going to be generally a lot more transient. If something goes bad like it is right now, they may be the first to lose their jobs. Um, The two-bedroom statistics is not nearly the same as bad. And even those that are renting single-family houses are actually doing very, very well. So there is a shift from small units, especially given everybody's working from home. They need an extra room anyways. Uh, But there is absolutely an impact for those that may be landlords. Mainly, these are apartment landlords um, that has an impact for the rent rules. And these are all generally higher cost areas. So like Cupertino average price point for a home, there is over 2 million. Same with Mountain View, same with Menlo Park, uh, and some of these other areas. So just something to be aware of as to why that is, uh, being impacted, but keep in mind, this is also for a one bedroom place. And also people may consider to use that money and, and buy a home somewhere else. That's also a consideration. All right, and the last thing I want to point out is there's a recent survey done. Is now a good time to buy a home? Over 60% of surveyed Americans say yes. There's a significant gain from what it was before. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty interesting sentiment, and that's, that goes back to the message that I've been sharing for a while. It really depends on the your situation. You know, a lot of people that were working in the service industry have been greatly impacted. However, those that have been working in tech whether they're engineers, data scientists, salespeople, it's been pretty busy. Um, they're working more hours than they are before. Uh, for the most part, a lot of the layoffs have stopped. Um, and so that people feel like they're in pretty good shape. And at the same time, there are people are saving more than ever. They're not going out to eat. Just, there's no vacations. There's no meetups. There's no events. So it's certainly very interesting. So people and their sentiments have been uh, greatly improving uh, every single week as we went went along uh, and started opening up the economy. So that's were some survey results. And then let's jump into the data. You know, I want to cover about the, the market data and the landscape itself. I'm also going to be discussing related to what I see personally in these different counties uh, so that you can get my insights and my uh, actual uh, input on the ground level. So we are at this uh, you know, July 3rd through July 9th. So of course, we had the long weekend. So from that perspective, there are more new listings than there was a the previous week, but it's still lower than some of the uh, previous weeks. Uh, we see the total amount that's going to and pending in San Mateo County. It has slowed down, which is very interesting to see. So it will be more interesting to see what happens next week. Is it a question of there's not the right inventory that people want to make offers on? or the, the July 4th weekend impact things. Uh, time will tell, so we'll see next week how this trends, but this is much lower. And so from a price perspective, you can see some of the similar results. So they in San Mateo County, May for residential was the highest time. It was a record time, as you can see from this chart. You can also see the following week, June, was still the second highest month of uh, in, in, in the history of prices, and you can see July start to taper off again. Looks like we're still about the third highest. And this is for San Mateo County residential homes. So there is a little bit of a price decline from at least from the record high amounts from May. So that's good news for home buyers. And it's just something to be aware of if you're deciding to sell a house in San Mateo County that it's not as strong as it was before. Now, from a condo and townhome perspective, um, looks like fairly the same. Like so July is lower then the June figures, June figures were pretty high, but March and April, right during the shelter in place was happening was some of the highest points. So there is a little bit of a a weakness there from a price perspective too, in San Mateo County. Now that is San Mateo County. It's it's still going to be very dependent on the property itself. So I went to go see several properties and make offers in properties like San Carlos, Belmont. Uh, Those areas are still very competitive. So Uh, It really does depend on where you look. Also, there's another property that we saw in San Bruno that was very competitive too. That went above what you would see here, went above uh, current market prices. So it is going to be still case by case, um, but it's something important just to understand just the general trends too. Now, the biggest difference though is Santa Clara County continues to be very strong. So we go, we have a similar situation where the new listings is better than the previous week but it is still a little bit lower um, than the previous weeks itself. The number that went contingent and pending is lower than it was before. It may be due to the holidays. We will see uh, next week if that is the impact. However, you can see from a price perspective, it's been red hot. Santa Clara County right now is one of the hottest markets in the core Bay Area. You can see the residential prices of July. It's completely skyrocketed in terms of Uh, all new record highs. So it was really interesting to see that you can see also, even from a condo town perspective, we were at record highs as well. So these are some of the figures, some of the data for Santa Clara County. I literally made an offer yesterday and uh, you know, that property was underpriced. So it's not about what it sells for above list price. Remember that list price is just a pure marketing tactic. That's don't be scared or don't be alarmed from that. However, uh, you should know what it went for above the fair market price of what others have sold for over the last three months. So this particular property we made an offer on, we didn't win it. We had the, cho- we had the chance to win it because I knew what it sold for, but, uh, they listed it at 1.2, the fair market would have been closer to around 1.35, just by looking at something else that has sold in that neighborhood, uh, within the last three weeks. Um, However, that ultimately sold for 1.4. So uh, as you can see, that was at least a $50,000 bump uh, in terms of a previous one that just sold, at least went public as the sole price just a few weeks ago. So if you're buying in Santa Clara County, be aware of that. It is extremely competitive in that market. Um, It's going to be the most competitive market right now from what I've seen. And then I didn't make any statistics from an Eastway perspective, but I'm happy to share some stats with that. When I look at like Dublin, um, for the most part, Dublin has been pretty, uh, depending on the properties, it hasn't been too competitive. Uh, depending on the property itself, you may be able to buy even under list price. so You'll be able to buy under market price right now in, in Dublin area. Livermore, somewhat similar. Livermore is a little bit more competitive. Um, there was one recently that went for 12 offers, but it was significantly underpriced to begin with as well. So my goal from an agent perspective is I would tell you up front and you would see the data for yourself what this likely will go for. And then I would also factor in competition and figure out what is the competition for this house. and that would ultimately dictate and, and you know you decide what price you want to go in at. So those are the different things that I found uh, what's been going on over the last week. Um, Of course, any questions you have, feel free to reach out. Love to help you on uh, finding the right home, whether it's a pre-existing home or a new construction. I've recently bought three new construction homes with my clients over the last month. So there is some flexibility from that perspective outside of price, outside of purchase price. So that's something to be aware of too. Well, that wraps wrap up this session. If there's any questions, reach out to me on my contact details below. I'm happy to talk about your situation. Have a nice weekend and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area are a homeowner looking to do a trade-up for a bigger home or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.